Wow. Uh, we're continuing today with our summer series, <laughs> Dreams of a Normal Summer. And one of those normal things here at Resurrection is Vacation Bible School, or VBS. As many of you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had VBS here at Resurrection. It was a big deal, of course, because in 2020, we didn't offer Vacation Bible School due to COVID. So we were all pretty excited about it once we made that decision to move forward with the event. We had a great time. Fewer kids than we're used to here at Resurrection, but not bad for coming off a global pandemic. We had 61 children and about 45 volunteers, so the building was plenty full. Um, you may be surprised to know of those 61 kids, 11 listed Resurrection as their home church, 17 listed other churches, and 33, over half of all the kids, listed no church home. So VBS, folks, it's more than just a fun week for the kids that attend Resurrection. VBS really is an outreach and a really fun one. On top of that, another interesting note, 26 of the kids were preschool. Oh yeah, it was a challenging week. <laughs> but the volunteers, they were amazing. They rose to the occasion. They made an incredible effort each and every day to show the love of Jesus to every child that walked through the doors of this building. Our snack crew, our amazing snack crew, made 100 snacks each day. And on Friday, the last day of VBS, in addition to those snacks, they also prepared something like 200 lunches for the families of the kids and the volunteers. And of course, none of that would be possible without all of you, without your generous donations of time and food and resources, and of course, your prayers. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Here is a very small taste of what the week looked like. Please give your attention to the screen. <laughs> Are you ready to splash into another fantastic day at VBS? This train is bound for glory, this train. This train is bound for glory, this train. This train is bound for glory, Jesus made a place in Bring it down. 
This train is bound for glory. This train. This train is bound for glory. This train. This train is bound for glory. Jesus made a place in heaven for me. This train is bound for glory. This train. in heaven for me this train is bound for glory this train this train this train this Did you see the look on their faces? Did you notice the way they were dancing to the music, especially those littles? They don't care who's watching. They don't care what they look like. They're filled with wonder, and they're dancing with joy. A note about that last little home video, a daycare provider brought her 10 daycare kids to VBS this year. She bought a DVD. She sent us the video with a note saying, the kids are begging for VBS songs. So awesome. We love to hear stories like that. Well, we're gonna get started this morning here uh, in the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. We hear about Jesus blessing the children. You probably could have guessed this was today's scripture. We're gonna begin with verse 13. It says, one day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads and blessed them. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Are we childlike? when it comes to worshiping our Creator? 
Do we receive that gift of salvation through Jesus Christ like a child? And what does that even really mean? I've been involved with children's ministry now for quite a while, and it never ceases to amaze me the awe and wonder that come from kids. So what is it about a child's faith that's so unique? What are they doing that we, as adults, are not? And I just want to note here, Jesus is calling us to be childlike, not childish. A temper tantrum, feeling sorry for ourselves when things don't go our way, that's not what Jesus is talking about here. On the contrary, we are called to be mature Christians. We hear the Apostle Paul talk about this many times in the New Testament. But Jesus is also telling us to have a childlike faith. So what does that look like, to be a mature Christian with a childlike faith? I think maybe we need to look at some of the attributes of children For anyone who has been around children, one of the things that stands out is, well, they ask some pretty honest questions, sometimes painfully honest. I have a three and a half year old granddaughter. I recently colored my hair. Yes, I did, I do that. (laughs) My My granddaughter let me know she doesn't particularly care for it. She's not trying to hurt my feelings. She's not trying to be mean. It was just an honest question. Nana, why is your hair black? When are you going to put it back to the way it was? Children ask these same type of honest questions about faith. They don't care if it gives away how much or how little they know. They're interested in the answer, not how they might look to those around them. Have you ever been at a Bible study or something similar and you were afraid to ask a question, afraid others around you might be thinking, wow, they don't know that? Holy cow. That's not really an issue for young children. In fact, They don't care what others think of them pretty much any time. They don't care what their hair looks like. They don't care what clothes they're wearing. If their rubber, red rubber boots clash with their pink tutu, they don't care. If their robe makes them feel like a superhero, they're wearing it when they go out. I used to have a little guy that would come to Sunday school pretty much weekly sporting some type of cape. I'd greet him by name, only to have him correct me and say, Miss Julie, I'm Superman today. It was wonderful. I watched the littles that were here for VBS. I had to get after the teens a little bit to get up and dance to the music. You know, they already are looking around, worried about what they look like, but the kids, Oh, they were so into it. They wanted to get out there and dance. They didn't care what they looked like or what anybody else thought of them. They were dancing for Jesus 
and they were having a great time. We lose that as adults. Instead of allowing ourselves to be overcome by the Holy Spirit, we become more concerned with what others might think about us. And don't sit there and tell yourself, oh no, it's just because I'm shy, or that's just not me, Julie. Put any one of us at a sporting event, a concert, whatever it happens to be for us, we're on our feet, our arms are in the air, we're yelling, singing, whatever it may be. Maybe there's some anonymity there. Unfortunately, we don't feel quite so free to express ourselves when we get into this space. I can remember going to Overflow here at Resurrection a few years ago. That was a service widely attended by youth and young adults. Each week, uh, the worship team uh, encouraged uh, the, the kids that were there to worship however they felt led by the Spirit. And many of them did. I can remember looking around and some people were actually prostrate in the aisles. Some were dancing around, some weeping. It's quite a sight when you're not accustomed to it. I was actually a bit jealous at the freedom with which they worshiped and alongside their peers, no less. These young people, they were praising God with childlike faith, with honesty and transparency, and they didn't care who was watching. Another characteristic of childlike faith is trust. Psalm 56.3 says, When I am afraid, I will trust in you. At VBS, these kids show up. They get introduced to a leader they've likely never met before. Their parent or caregiver walks out the door. And while some are initially a bit afraid or shy, that's usually gone within minutes. They trust that they will be cared for. Kids, they're not self-sufficient. And they don't pretend to be. They may want to dress themselves or do some of those things to exercise their independence, but they trust that they will be fed and clothed, cared for, loved, accepted. Kids depend on their caregivers for pretty much everything. They have nothing to offer. They have nothing to bring other than their love and everything to receive. For VBS this year, the overarching theme throughout was that we can trust Jesus. The power of Jesus pulls us through. They weren't skeptical. They didn't question it. They didn't ask me to prove it. My granddaughter is still talking about how she can trust Jesus. As adults, we need to learn 
to not be gullible, right? We need to be discerning. But there's times in that process where we may become cynical or skeptical, maybe, maybe even suspicious. We not only want to be independent, but we also want to give the appearance of independence, of having it all together, being in control. And while being independent is a good thing, I mean, we want to teach that to our children, none of us were ever meant to be independent of God. We can depend on God. We can trust God to keep his promises. Psalm 33:18 says, But look, the Lord keeps his eye on those who fear him, those who depend on his faithful love. That's childlike faith. One of my most favorite things about kids is their curiosity and their wonder. To take a small child to the zoo, for example, oh my goodness, it's an amazing thing. I highly recommend it. Small children see the world with a sense of wonder. Take them outside and they're in a state of awe, usually asking a million questions. When my boys were little, they were fascinated with the outdoors, always looking for snakes and skinks, toads, frogs, and oh my, they would pick up anything. Things that would send me running in the other direction. The outside world was one big adventure after another. It was that awe and wonder Somewhere along the line, we tend to lose some of that. Things like a starry night, a butterfly, a rainbow. We may make a passing comment, but these things become almost commonplace, expected, not terribly important compared to what's going on in our lives. There's a song called Wonder. They're going to sing it a little bit later. The lyrics are, may we never lose our wonder. Wide-eyed, mystified, may we be just like a child, staring at the beauty of our king. Oh, that childlike faith. Let's talk about forgiveness. Kids are pretty forgiving. They may have a moment where there's a squabble over a toy or someone's feelings are hurt, but it doesn't last long. They say they're sorries, a hug takes place, and before you know it, they're best friends again. That's definitely not always the case with adults. We tend to ruminate on things. Sometimes even letting our imaginations run wild, making more of an incident than what was actually there. 
we find it difficult to forgive others, we become indignant. We fixate on how we've been wronged. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says this, if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive your offenses. That's something to think about. Having a childlike faith includes forgiving others, whether they deserve it or not. Of course, the flip side of that is how we receive forgiveness. Remember our scripture reading, Jesus said, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. If you give a gift to a child, they are delighted. They want to see what's inside. They have no suspicions. They don't feel the need to reciprocate or attempt to earn the gift. As adults, however, we struggle with that. Our natural response is, well, what can I do for you? Even if it's asking for help. That's very difficult. We want to try and earn that. God's forgiveness is a gift. How do we accept that gift? It's freely given. Ours for the taking. But make no mistake, there is an action step here. There's an action step on our part. Coming to church, being a good person out in the world, that's not enough. We need to receive this gift. How do we do that? Well, we need to admit we're sinners. That means we need to humble ourselves and be willing to make changes in our life to please God. That's that honesty and transparency we need to believe that Jesus is God's son. Believing without seeing, like a child. <clears throat> Trusting God is who he says he is. And we need to ask Jesus to be our savior. And that means giving up control of our life. To put it in kids' terms, I need to make Jesus the boss of me. It means we are willing to become submissive. We surrender. Two cannot be in control at the same time. We need to surrender to God's will. Not something that comes easily for us. But if we are truly followers of Jesus, we need to model our life after his. Just like the kids. We have nothing to offer and everything to gain. In the book of Philippians, the apostle Paul writes, 
adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. Surrender. Childlike faith. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. We are weak, but he is strong. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, help us to trust you, to be brave and bold, honest and transparent as we seek to receive your gift of salvation like that of a child. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.